Hey, this is Sammy Flores. I'm the pastor at Coin Church in Chino, California, and this is our podcast. I'm so grateful you're tuning in. I hope this encourages you and calls you to more because you were made for more. Here's our latest message. I will not preach long because it's been a long morning, but I will. I do need to go to work. I need to go to work here. There's, there's something that God's put on my heart, and I want to specifically talk about because today's about family. Um, I, I want to have a conversation just briefly about the fight for your family. Did you know that the devil hates you? He doesn't just hate you. He hates your family. He doesn't just hate your family. He hates your children, and he wants them, the, he, he wants them dead, to be honest. And so if he can't make them die here on earth, well, then he wants them to live hell here on earth. And so we have a lot of understanding that can only come from the throne room of God, that can only come from the spirit of God. And I just want to give you just a, just a brief statistic here and there. The U.S. Census Bureau estimates show there were 10.9 million one-parent family groups with a child under the age of 18 in 2022. That might have went over your head, so let me say it again. 10.9 million single-parent groups, and 80% of those groups were moms, single moms. We are living in a generation where fathers aren't around anymore. We live in a fatherless country. We live in a fatherless world, and I would argue the devil is after the man, and the devil is after the father, because if the devil can get the man, he can get the family. And you can disagree with that. I love you, but that's what my Bible says. That there is a sense of leadership. Notice, me and Kelly, come here, babe, come here. Me and Kelly, we are one. We are one. We fight together. We move forward together. We make decisions together. We do. It's not, Kelly, you gotta, you, I'm the man of the house. The Bible says, no, we, that's not how it works. I serve her. She said she serves me. And, I, and I, ha, I still have a lot of work to do in that area. But, but please, please don't let the culture lie to you. The devil, because he knows the Bible says that the men are the priest of the home. The devil's going to come after me first. If he can get my mind and my heart, he can separate us from my wife. You know, and, and we say this a lot. I've learned this in the last couple of weeks. Thanks for holding my hand, babe. <laughs> we think that it's a marriage problem, but it's not. It's an individual issue first. You, you have your own story. You have your own background. You have your own issues. You have your own trauma. You have your own brokenness. And until you let the only one that can heal you, God, mend your broken heart, it will be very difficult for you as you go towards the future. And watch this. When Kelly and I are one and, you, and healthy, <laughs> our children are healthy. Yeah. And we fight. We argue. We have conflict. But we teach little Lenya Grace. We teach little Zoe Hanny. Zoe Hanny. Zoe, Hannah, we teach her. We teach both of them, hey, Lenya, when, when we discipline, you know we discipline in our home? Babe, you can sit down, I love you. Yeah. You, know, you know we discipline in our, discipline looks different for every family. But like there is a moral authority that comes over the man. Why? Because we see God as father. So if you never knew authority, 
in a healthy manner, you will never have fear or reverence in a healthy manner towards God. So there needs to be discipline. You know, every time I discipline Lenya, it's always, hey, sweetie, do you know that God disciplines me? That's what I tell her. Do you know that God disciplines your father? And it's not fun because my Bible says his staff and his rod, they comfort, right? And it says that he's the good shepherd and his staff and his rod, they direct me. They lead me. So I just wanted to, just that was a side note, that the enemy is after you and your family. And if he can get to you, he can get to your children. If he can get to your children, your children will grow up. And then what happens to your children when they grow up and they start dating? And it's not about God. Well, that's why the Census Bureau, 10.9 million in 2022, single family parents, specifically 80% mothers in the home raising their children. Where are the fathers? The enemy grabbed them, got a hold of them when they were younger, got a hold of them in their teens, got a hold of them in their 20s. They were playing and drinking the Kool-Aid. And we forget that this is serious because your children and your children's children, the Bible says God has something to say about that. Are you good this morning? Let me, let me show you what the Bible says in Scripture because there's attack coming against our families and our children. And I would argue it first starts with the individual, like I said. I want to read you Deuteronomy 6. You'll have it up on the screen. It says this. Hear, O Israel. This is Old Testament. So let's go Old Testament for a moment. God is giving the commandments, the 10 words, the 10 ways of life, the 10 logos to his people. And he says this. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your strength. These commandments I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk on the road. When you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. What's he saying? Everything should be about God. Everything you do and how you do it should go back to God. When the Lord your God brings you into the land he swore to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give to you a land with large flourishing cities, watch this, that you did not build. We think it's all about, oh, it's me, man. That's the culture. It's what I can do. I created this. Look at what I did. It's like, man, let's check our heart for a moment. All good things come from God. Houses filled with all kinds of good things you did not provide, wells you did not dig, vineyards and olive groves you did not plant. Then when you eat and are satisfied, be careful that you do not forget the Lord who brought you out of Egypt and into the land of slavery. And if I could contextualize that for just a moment, when God brings you out of Egypt into the, the promised land, he's bringing that Egypt is inside of you. Have you ever heard that saying? You can take someone out of the hood, but you can't take the hood out of them. That's what he's saying here. I took you out of Egypt, but Egypt is still inside of you. I took you out of slavery, but your slave mindset is still inside of you. Don't let the enemy fool you because he loves to speak his lies. And his native language is to lie. Fear the Lord your God, serve him only, and take your oaths in his name. Do not follow other gods. Do you hear that, church? It's like, well, I don't worship other gods or Buddha or 
you know, that, that God or this God. Well, there's a lot of other gods that we can worship. Anything that is before God is a God. And can I say this? Your wife could become your God. Your husband could be, your children could become your God. The moment that happens, we're not in alignment. We're not in alignment. God has to be first. Do not put the Lord your God to the test as you did at Massa. That was conflict when they did that. Be sure to keep the commands of the Lord your God and the stipulations and the decrees he has given you. Do what is right and good in the sight of the Lord that it may go well with you. Do what is right and good in the Lord so that it may go well with you. Friend, do what is right and good in the Lord so that it may go well with you. That is the promise. And then he says, to go in and take over the good land the Lord promised on oath to your ancestors, thrusting all your enemies before you. And then Deuteronomy 29, uh, chapter 5 says this, Oh, that their hearts would be inclined to fear me and keep my commandments always. So that, you see that so that? He's saying so that because, oh, that you would put him first. So that it might go well with them and their children forever. What, what is God saying to us this morning? When I put God first, when he becomes the center of my life, the foundation of everything that I say, do, act, believe, where I put my, what I do with my money, what I do with my mind, what I do with my heart, what I do with my body, when God becomes the centerpiece, when we do that, then it would go well with, that it will go well for you. And then he says, be careful to do what the Lord your God has commanded. Do not turn aside to the right or to the left. Walk in obedience to all that the Lord your God has commanded you so that you may live and prosper and prolong your days in the land and that you, that you will possess. My friend, the enemy will not play fair. He doesn't play fair. I heard this. Some of you might think this is crazy, but I'll just say it because it's pretty wild to me. I heard the pastor talking about the power of words and generational curses. And when, when, you, when you speak a lie, where do you think that lie comes from? It comes from the enemy, right? Especially if you consider yourself a follower and disciple of Jesus. So as you're doing life with Jesus, right, and you're trying to do the right thing, and all of a sudden a lie comes in. Well, what happens when you agree with that lie and you speak it, you're like shaking hands with the enemy. It's an agreement. It's like a vow. And so I heard this pastor talk about this woman who kept having miscarriages over and over, six miscarriages. And he asked the Lord, Lord, what's going on? I don't understand. He was walking with her. He was pastoring her. He was trying to, you know, work with, like he couldn't figure it out spiritually. And he said, the Lord said, ask her about her father. He said, hey, talk to me about, I hate my dad. He controlled me. He manipulated me. I have made a promise to myself. I will never raise a boy. I will never have a man in my life. And so he said, what were the, the genders of the child of the miscarriage? They were all boys. What does that say to you? There was an agreement. I will never because of the lie of a wound, of a brokenness. I will never raise a boy or have a boy in my life. So now there's a brokenness 
A heart needs to be healed, but, a, but an agreement was made with the enemy. And so we have to be very careful, my friend, what we're listening to. Be careful, little ears, what you hear, because the enemy hates you, can't stand you, and will lie to you over and over and over again. And then we think it's a truth eventually. And I will say this, the fight is in your home. It's at your house. And he's knocking at your door. Let me give you an analogy. I'm not big on politics. You guys know me. I, like, I actually can't stand that stuff. I will never, for as long as I live, talk about a, a particular candidate to vote for. I won't do it. You won't see that here. However, I remember during COVID when all the craziness was going on, because it was craziness, whatever you believe about it, I was walking one day and I'm like, man, I don't really care about politics, but it's like everywhere. Like every time I turn my phone on, everyone's talking about it, you know, all the craziness, right? And I remember telling myself, and I stopped because I was on a walk and I stopped and I said, the moment that that stuff, I don't care what happens out there. Now, I believe that we should be Daniels right? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to stand against the injustices of our time and our culture and our country. Yes, I'm for that. However, things are going to pass. We live in California, friend. You can love it or hate it. You can go or stay. I love California, but I know that there's things I don't agree with, especially when it doesn't align to my worldview, which is the scripture. And you can argue against that, but you can't argue against the scripture if you want to put God first. So I'll never forget, I told myself, the moment that that junk comes knocking at my door saying, hey, can I come in? That's when we have a problem. That stuff can pass. Things can happen out there. But the moment the enemy or culture or things that want to be taught to my children or the way that people should say I should live my, the moment it comes to my door, the Bible says in 1 Samuel, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So if it's serving any other God outside of Jesus, I will not bow. So the moment the enemy comes knocking on my door, hey, can I have your children? Absolutely not. Hey, I brought all my demons to cause havoc and anxiety and depression to, to consider that I could have, do you think I could? Absolutely not. What I put on YouTube for my children and my daughter, you have to be watching and listening because there is a fight for your family and the devil at times seems like he's winning. Where are the men and the women to stand like Gandalf in Lord of the Rings, if you know that? And he says, you shall not pass. It doesn't matter. You can do whatever you want to do, but I will stand with the word of God and with the power of God and with the anointing that he has placed over my life. You shall not pass. Do what you want to do out there. Have your parties. Do the culture stuff. Listen to whatever you want to listen to. But the moment that it comes into my house, we have a problem. And we need men and women, fathers and women. We need men to marry their, their girlfriends. If it's too long, get married. If you have a daughter with your family or with the, marry her, man. It's time to step up. It's time to raise an army. It's time to not let mothers be motherless. You guys good with that, man? I just, I cannot stand the devil because I see him playing us like a violin in the church. And then we come to the church and we, we ask God to do something in our life, but we're not willing to say, God, 
The greatest commandment someone asked Jesus to love your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That is every ounce of who you are, friend. So God, you can have it all. Well, I don't like that thing that you're doing at 2 a.m. You can have it all, God. Well, I don't like that you're playing around and living it up and then coming home and you have a family. You can have every part of my life, God. Well, I don't like that, you know, Maybe we can live together for a little bit and see how it works. That's not how it works, friend. I'm sorry. I love you so much. But you have to know the truth. The statistic is over and over and over and over again that when you cohabitat and you're not married, where is the commitment? And then we wonder why our children and our daughters and our sons are suffering because mom and dad didn't make a commitment first. And I'm sorry if I feel like I'm coming at you, but I shouldn't apologize for the word of God. God loves you too much, but he makes it very clear. Put me first and I'll bless you. Let me lead your life and I will lead your future. Give me every part of who you are and I will give you a beautiful life, blessed and anointed and highly favored. And by the way, you can start right now, today. Right now, today. I think I have a slide. You guys doing all right? Yeah. I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't, I just want to say this. Can I just say this to the room? I wasn't planning on like being that extreme, but I, the devil hates you, man. Like, he cannot stand you. So we cannot play in the playground while the enemy's devouring our children. We can't do it. And it starts in your heart, and then into your home, and then it affects your marriage, and then it affects your children. Nehemiah 4, is one of my favorite passages in scripture, says this. Don't be afraid of them as he was building the wall. Remember the Lord, who is great and awesome, and fight for your families. Remember the Lord, who is great and awesome. As you build towards the future, fight for your families, for your sons, and for your daughters, for your wives, and for your homes. We ought to fight, man. It's time to stand up for the righteousness. It's time to stand up for the things of God. We can't keep playing this thing that we're playing. It's either are we, are we with God or not. God must be first. If not the cornerstone, if he's not the cornerstone of the foundation, there's something off. I think I have, um, man, I don't know if you guys have that graphic. If, it's my fault if I didn't. Okay. There, there's a, um, a statistic of fewer marriages are among people of the same religion. And I just want to read this to you. Um, maybe we can get the graphic. If not, that's okay. But before 1972, 81% of marriages believed in the same faith. I know that's probably really hard to see. Do you see that? Before 1972, 81% of marriages believed in the same faith. Now go all the way to 2012 to 2021. 52% now. We're getting married and we don't believe in the same God. And it's like, how, how do I raise my child in that? Well, do you want to go to church with me? No, you go do your church thing. Oh, okay. So now a house divided will not stand. Did you know that? So... For the singles in the room, me and Kelly have almost been married, I'll say 10 years, but it's, it's going on nine, because 10 sounds good. <laughs> but, but we've known each other 
since we were really young. So you know how some people count, and there's nothing wrong with it, the dating years? Okay, well, then we've been, I don't know how even long that is. It's a long time. <laughs> so, however, however, I remember telling myself, the woman I married, the woman I married, she's, she's got to love God more than she loves me. I just, it, it was just, I, I, I listened to my mom and dad tra train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he's older, he will not depart from that way. My mom and dad ingrained that into my life. I remember my father telling me, Sammy, who you choose to marry is a big deal. And he said, you do not want another man telling your kids what to do. That's a father's voice. Isn't that a father's voice? I was like, all right, dad. Come on, you're right. And I ingrained that in my prefrontal cortex that every single time I thought of a woman or of another person, I had to make sure she loved God more than she loved me. And so some people are like, oh, man, that's, they're, they're so, you guys are so blessed. That's so awesome. It's like, wait a second. Wait a second. The Bible says you reap what you sow. So wherever you put into the soil, you will get a harvest from that. Whatever it is, put whatever you want down, man. You'll get a return from it. But is it in alignment with God? Are you putting in the things of God into the soil of your life and your family and your children and how you think and how you process and I just would encourage you, because how much the devil hates you, we have to stand guard. Stand, man. It's time to stand. Men and women, singles, it's time to stand. As we consider marriage, as we consider dating, maybe some of you don't feel called to get married. That's okay. But for the ones that do, like, time goes by really fast. A 30-year-old's telling you that. Almost 30. Almost 30. <laughs> Time goes by pretty fast, doesn't it? We're, we're like the, the 50 and up. Let me see the 50s and up. Don't be ashamed. 50 and up. Come on, let me see you. 50 and up. Does, does not time go fast, Oscar? Come on, do you remember raising Brandon? Like, like probably like it was yesterday or like a week ago? So, okay, that's a word from the wise. Time goes by fast. So what am I doing with the time that I have right now? Or am I just like playing it safe? Oh, it's all good, man. I'll get that when I want to. Do you know that there's nothing wrong with this? The statistic of, of the age of getting married now is like 30.5. I don't know what the point five comes from. But people, and that's okay. That's all right. We don't want to get married younger. That's okay. But what happens in those 10 years of the 20s? You learn independence. I see this happen all the time. I'm independent. You don't tell me what to do and how to do my laundry and this and that. There's no, there's, but you have to work through that stuff. You have to work through the conflict. Kelly and I got married. We didn't even know how to do laundry. Well, I didn't. She did. <laughs> like, like we, didn't, we didn't know how to do our, 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 our health care because I was still under my mom and dad. Right? And then I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm like 27, 28. Like, I don't know how to do this. And we had to learn how to do that stuff together. So don't let the culture tell you you're too young to get married. That's baloney, man. Sure, finances, get it right, make it right, but put God first. If God's first, you'll be okay. And you'll be 30. You could be 35. That's all right. All I ask you is put God first in your dating and in your relationships. Don't say, oh, maybe, possibly. No, man, this is your family we're talking about, your future children, your generations, generational curses coming over you. Are you guys good with this? I just... 
The devil cannot stand you. Let me say one more thing on generational curses. I'll say this. And I can't, it just makes me so mad, man, because I see the card of the enemy. And it's like he taunted in front of me as a pastor over people. And he's like, yeah, man, I got him. You, you can consciously do this in your own mind. Go back into your, your family tree on both your mom and your dad's side. Okay? Mom and dad's side. And there's a lot of, which there's nothing, listen, this is not a message of condemnation. This is a message to push you forward. Okay? The enemy will condemn you. God lifts you up, calls you out, and pushes you to more, okay? So you take this to God however you want. I'm just telling you what the scripture points out. There are generational curses. Now, when I say curses, I'm not talking about witchery. I'm talking about consequences. So let's just say God says this in Deuteronomy. If you put me first, I'll take care of your family. If you don't, there are ramifications to your decisions, I can't tell you how many people I've met that said, I want God first, I want God first, I want God first, I want God first, and then they start dating, and then they have a child at a wedlock. That's okay. All I want you to notice is something. There is a generational curse attached to that. I can't tell you how many individuals I've met that that happened to their parents or to their grandparents. And what happens is 80% plus rises we're not in families that father is around. So now moms are raising children all by themselves. But all we had to do was just say, no, 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 no. For me and my house, it's just me. If you're single, it's just me. For me and my house, I will serve God. I'm not going to play the way the culture plays. I'm not going to date the way the culture dates. I'm not going to do the TikTok thing the way the culture does. I, as for me and my house that God has built me in the future, I will serve him. I'm going to honor him, man, and it's going to be hard. And when I date, I'm going to, I'm going to honor that girl. But, but we like, oh, no, it's all good. And then the enemy just like, he pulls out his card. He's like, I got you. I got you, man. He just repeated it. Ah, got you. Showed you my card. So how do we come against the enemy? How do we do that? power of the God of God the God that we serve the power of the cross the power of his blood that was shed on my behalf and so when I stand at the front of my door symbolically metaphorically and say you shall not pass I know it's not me it's the God that I serve that protects me it's the God that's within me it's the same God that wherever I go into darkness there is a light within me that's not my own it's God's so for your family, it starts today. Where are you at with this God thing? Is God first in your family? And by the way, please don't hear what the enemy's saying. I'm not saying that you're doomed if these things have happened. It's just reality, right? But God is writing your story. Let him finish it. Don't write your story anymore. Give it to God. Give it to God. God, it's not my story anymore. God, like... I, I do my family tree, and like pastor said, the family's like, yeah, it's scary, so how do I not? Okay, put God first. Put God first. Get into discipleship. Walk with Jesus. Walk into community. Be okay to be called out to more. Be okay to walk in unity. Be okay to do things that you think you should do, but you really shouldn't do. And God will bless you and watch over you and nurture you and call you to more. Amen? Does that sound good? Come on, we serve... 
a God of second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth chances. Not only second chance, we serve a God of new. It's not just a new chance. No, a second chance. No, it's a new. He gives you a new mindset, heart, spiritually. You become a new man or, or woman. So um, worship wherever they're at. We're, we're pretty much done. We're just going uh, to do communion, and we're going to pray, and we're going to be good. Sound good? Awesome. Will you stand with me? I'll tell you this. Every time somebody has tried to correct me, I'm not trying to correct you, by the way. This is, I'm, I'm trying to speak this to the enemy. I'll say it again. I, when, when I preach, because God really put this on my heart, and I just keep seeing it over and over and over again, and, and this message really was, was, was to serve the enemy notice. Because there's spiritual forces of evil around all of us. And we need to stand against the, against the forces of evil with the power of God. He will not have your family. That should be your declaration. You're not going to have my family. If you're single and you want to have children, you're not going to have my family. If you got a little boy or a little girl, you're not going to have my family. If you're a single mom and you're like, man, this, the odds are stacked, no. God will not have your family. So I want to encourage you in everything, in every part of who you are, Declare that over your family and over your life and over your walk with Jesus. Jesus, you can have my family. Jesus, you can have my future. Jesus, you can redeem my past. Mend me, shape me, do whatever you need to do in my heart and my mind. And if there are things that you don't agree with with me, that's okay. You take them to God. You take them to God. You take them to the Word of God. You say, God, what, what is this man trying to say? What do you say, God? Let him speak to you. Let him lead you. Let him guide you in all truth and in all knowledge and in all power. And he, will, he promises to do that for you. He is a God of generations. And he only desires that when you come to him and you live with him and you commune with him that, so that he can bless you. The Bible says for thousands of generations. Or... Or, if we choose not to, the Bible says that there's consequences to the third and fourth generation. And maybe you're in that third generation. Maybe you're in that fourth generation. You're like, nah, it's not, not, not going to pass with me this time. I'm making a declaration to put God first. I'm going to stand on everything that I know of the word of God. I'm going to walk in faith. I'm not going to let that thing repeat in my life. In the name of Jesus. That's how you speak with authority. In the name of Jesus, this will not happen in my family. Because you have authority in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Jesus, I pray for every family. I pray for every mindset. I pray, God, that we would go to the scripture, that we would ask him, Father, ask you what you think about our lives and about our families. I pray, Lord, that you would call us to more, that you would refine us from the inside out. I pray for the singles in the room, God that they would make a declaration to put you first, to love you with all their heart, mind, soul, and strength. And in doing so, love one another, love their neighbor. I pray that they would give you everything, God. And as they fall and mess up and make mistakes, as I'm sure they will, that they would just get back up and look to you. So do it in our life, Jesus. Do it in our hearts, Jesus. And it's in Jesus' name we pray over our families, over our minds over our future, over our singleness, over our marriages.
over our single mothering or single fathering, over all of it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.